Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. It's a relearning and it's a realignment process where you're relearning health, you're relearning food, you're relearning your body and movement, and you're aligning each one of those things with the Word of God. Living a healthy, balanced life as a mom can sometimes feel impossible. With tiny mouths to feed, butts to wipe, and so many things vying for our attention, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe every mom is a super mom, and you deserve to feel like one too, and you don't have to go on another diet to do it. Join me, Kristen Dovniak, holistic nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor for conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life. I want to help you uncomplicate eating, improve your relationship with food, and live like the supermama I know you are. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I have a great guest on with me today. Erin L. Todd is a wife, dog mom, attorney by day, and writer by night living in St. Petersburg, Florida. As a redhead who battled insecurity and body image issues for over 30 years, she now claims the concept of being both a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. Her blog, Ginger in Progress, was born from a spiritual awakening two years ago, where Jesus set her free from diet prison and inspired her to discover the faith-fueled, freedom-filled, abundant life after dieting. She's currently writing an interactive anti-diet devotional book to empower and equip women to follow Jesus, not diets. Friends, this is a topic that I have not yet dug into here on the podcast, but as a Christian, I find it so important to talk about the fact that our worth comes from who we are in Christ and who God says we are, not who the world says we are. So I met Erin recently online um, from a conference that we both went to and didn't end up actually meeting there, but we connected afterwards and we had an awesome phone conversation and I knew I wanted to have her on the podcast to share her story of faith and food and finding freedom. So I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. Whether or not you are a believer, this is an incredible conversation. I think you will get so much value from it. And if you are a believer, it is an incredible heart check to center you back to what really matters when it comes to our worth and our value and where our freedom really comes from. 
So enjoy this episode. And uh, without further ado, here is my interview with Erin. Welcome, Erin. Thank you so much for being on the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. Thank you for having me. So I already shared your bio, but I would love if you could just share your story with my listeners. So how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so it's a long story. I've been uh, dieting since puberty. So there's so, uh, so much history there. Um, You know, from coming from a, you know, quote unquote, fat kid, a chubby kid, um, and immediately struggling with that. I think I can remember that back to elementary school. So it's just always been, um, you know, body image has always been a struggle for me and um, trying to control all of that through nutrition and exercise was kind of my coping skill, which I couldn't see. That's what it was at the time, but I have certainly realized that with hindsight. And so, um, you know, I've literally done every diet conceivable and I've done every exercise program and I was even a online health and fitness coach in my last extreme season of of restriction and you know going as deep into nutrition as I've ever gone (laughs) nutrition (laughs) I say that I mean dieting (laughs) Um, and so that was um, it really hit ahead about two years ago and um, it was probably the most extreme it ever been in my health was the worst it had ever been. And um, I sort of hit a, uh, a breaking point and I was doing a doctor uh, supervised cleanse diet to heal a GI issue that I was having. And I felt the Lord say to me, you know, this is the last diet you're ever going to do. And I just kind of had that sense of it while I was going through it. So it made it a little less painless. And then um, sort of right at the end of that 30-day cleanse, I had literally a spiritual awakening, you know, moment with God, a come-to-Jesus moment, literally, where I had light bulbs go off. And I saw this dieting with new eyes and um, could feel, you know, some conviction that this was um, the source of pain in my life. This was an idol, and I was giving my life away to it. And um was challenged to to stop doing that. I just saw it completely differently and went, wow, uh, it's time to stop. And that was two years ago, and I (laughs) have been doing intuitive eating since. As as God would have it, I had already learned intuitive eating. I'd been listening to podcasts on it, and I had already read the book. So at that moment where he said, jump, take the leap of faith, stop dieting, I already knew what to do. And so it was just, it, I mean, <laughs> I, it's such a God story for me. So it's uh, completely wrapped up with my faith. Um, and now it's kind of a health and a faith thing and not like a body thing. So it's uh, so much more peaceful and joyful today. And um, it's kind of sad to look back on all those lost years of dieting. Now I had to go through a little grieving with that. But that's kind of where I am now and I'm two years into intuitive eating and I love it and now I'm sharing it with other people because it's literally changed my life um it's just it's the best thing that ever happened to me other than uh being saved in the first place 
I love that so much. And I like I had chills when you talk about that, that moment that you had where, you know, the Lord was like, this is the last diet you're ever going to go on. Um, You know, for me, that that moment was sort of um, it wasn't the moment that I expected it to be. And it was, and it's funny because, you know, you were talking about it being like a doctor supervised cleanse that you were on. So you'd been in this sort of, um, I guess, self-imposed, right, season of restricting and, you know, exercising a bunch and all this. And then your health sort of started deteriorating. But then this, you were supervised by a doctor. A doctor was, you know, was assisting you in, in healing your body. And I'm sure, you know, there's, there's definitely a time and a place for, you know, for healing protocols and things like that. But the fact that you were so convicted in that moment that, no, this is it, it was so incredible, especially because, you know, a lot of us, you know, don't even, or a lot of women, I think, coming into intuitive eating don't realize that, um, you know, yes, there are healing protocols for sure, but, you know, doctors are not nutritionists, and a lot of doctors are misinformed about, you know, dieting and restriction and, and what restriction can can do to us and our relationship with, with food, too. So that's such an incredible story that you have. Um, so I'm really curious, uh, what made you look into intuitive eating? You said that at this point you were doing this medically supervised cleanse, but that you had already read the intuitive eating book and you had, so kind of what brought you to intuitive eating in the first place? So in that last season of extreme restriction that led me to have to do the cleanse with the doctor, I was in my own little research bubble of going down a rabbit hole of trying to fix myself. And I thought the answer to fixing that um, was more dieting. <laughs> Great logic. As so many of us do, though. <laughs> well, I, it seemed like the only choice that I had, so that's what I just dove in head first. And, um, you know, I was uh, trying to educate myself. I was reading a lot, listening to podcasts, doing online courses and stuff, trying to uh, tick off the little symptoms that I, I deemed as health flaws, which now that I look at it, they were really just symptoms of my dieting and restriction. <laughs> so, um, Obviously, that didn't work. But in doing all of that research, I had stumbled across um, a podcast episode. Um, I think it was maybe Paleo for Women or something like that, like a dieting episode, a podcast show where Christy Harrison was the guest on the show. So I uh, have had from the get go had a lot of respect for her for going out into outside of her target audience and spreading this message to dieters. And that's how. I found her and, you know, I started, hey, what's this intuitive eating thing she's talking about? It sounds so interesting. Um, and then I learned about it from her show and then decided I was like, okay, I really need to learn, learn and read the book. And, um, you know, so that was unfolding over the couple of months leading up to that. It was um, a summer. So I really was diving in uh, deep oh, two summers ago. And so I just, I mean, th- that kind of thing. Those are breadcrumbs in my Mm. mind, and I was following them, and I had eyes to kind of follow that. So I think when I look at it now, I can see how it was um, unfolding slowly um, in God's timing as it was coming and as it was happening a little bit at a time, and I was just, you know, taking the next right step as I went, um, being completely led, not knowing what I was doing, of course. I can't (laughs) take any credit for this, but yeah, that's how I found it. I love that. And so I don't remember if we we chatted um, recently on the phone, we had such a great conversation, but I don't remember if I told you that 
I Christy was one of the reasons I ended up finding intuitive eating too. So her podcast, she was my first intuitive eating coach. Like I had a few sessions with her before I got pregnant with my daughter, Ren. And I'm like, one of these days, I'll, I'll see if she'll come on the podcast. She is like huge in the intuitive eating world now and, and has this incredible podcast. So I'm going to link to her podcast too when oh, yeah. um, when this goes live, because if, if anyone has not listened to the Food Psych podcast, which I'm sure they have if they're listening to my podcast, but it's it's pretty incredible. She's awesome. And I love that. I love that, you know, that you notice these little these little breadcrumbs that you were just following until that moment where it was your time. It was, you know, it was God's time to tell you that, nope, this is done. This is this is the end of your your dieting. And oh, I appreciate so much that you didn't just stop dieting and move towards intuitive eating, go on this journey, you're on your own. But you had the, you know, the confidence and the courage to move forward and sharing it with with other people, too, um, especially because so your background isn't isn't in health. You did you've done health and fitness coaching. So you have you know, you've done your own research on nutrition. So you have that, you know, that background in that sense. But um, you're an attorney, right? Is that okay yeah. to share? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have a day job. Yeah. <laughs> so you're doing this, you know, and, you know, sharing your your story as as someone who has experience in this world of health and fitness, but also has experience in a completely different world. So I think that your your perspective is so so unique, too. Thank you. I, I just bringing me to the table and something that I loved from all of the um, podcast episodes of Food Psych that I listened to was hearing other people's stories and just seeing the variety of backgrounds um, and getting a little, and I could identify with at least one piece of each person's story, and they were all over yeah. the place, and it really helped me to kind of see um, see what pain and suffering it really is when you're looking at it from the outside to be in, um, you know, to be in that body shame and dieting and just hating yourself kind of feeling and um, it took me hearing other people talk about it in a way that I identified with for me to be able to see it in myself which was very powerful yeah so powerful and so yeah I I so appreciate you sharing your own story because I without a doubt know that there are women who are you know following you on Instagram and following your blog you have some incredible blog posts we'll talk about that in a little bit and who can see themselves in your story too. I know that our stories parallel quite a bit with, you know, health and fitness coaching and and even with, you know, finding the Food Psych podcast and, and our journeys to intuitive eating. And so something that um, something that you talk about a lot and that I want to dig into a little bit more was this feeling of needing to control. Um, so I'm wondering if you can just encourage the woman who wants to break free from this feeling of control around food and exercise and might have a fear of breaking free of it. Yeah, uh, that was me. So let me tell you <laughs> explicitly, that was me. I was controlling as a way to feel safe. I was trying to make everything perfect so that I could feel like I was in control. And that was really, you know, it's when you don't feel in control in other areas of your life, like for me, career and school were incredibly stressful. And I was grasping for control. And the only place I could seize anything, which was food in my body, and um, I know what that feels like. And it's such a diet culture message that that would bring you success because it really doesn't. It makes things worse. <laughs> and I think um, letting go of control uh, has been literally the hardest thing I've ever had to do. It is such a mental, emotional, and spiritual challenge to surrender. 
And um, it was the first time in my life where I'd ever really been confronted with having to let go of something. It was very hard to do. But when you kind of understand um, what your control is really about, when you can can see it in a different way and see it as a coping mechanism and see it as like an evilly designed coping mechanism that's not even effective uh, and just see, uh, you know, I took inventory of my own life and I was like, what does this cost me? Let me look at this and what have I lost by holding on a control so tightly? And there was a list. And there was people's names on that list. And it it just, you kind of had to um, flip it on its head and look at it totally in another way uh, because diet culture wants you to believe that control is the answer and it's the problem. And so um, that was the hardest lesson I had to learn. And that was really one of the first ones. So it was very, very, very challenging at first. But when you're coming from everything with a place of control and perfectionism, you're you're completely in a place of fear. Everything is fear-based decisions. And those kind of decisions don't ever give you the results you want. They don't ever play out well. Like if your decision is grounded in a place of fear, when you peel back all of the layers of why do you want to control, why do you think you need to lose weight, everything at the bottom of that is fear. And um, you, you have to really abandon that and come from a place of love. That's where um, change comes from. That's where growth comes from. That's where health comes from. That's certainly where God comes from. So coming at it with um, going from shifting from hate and fear and shame over to love is literally the uh, thing that makes it spiritual for me. Oh my gosh, just like mic drop and end the podcast right now. <laughs> that was so good. Don't actually drop your mic. I still want to chat, but <laughs> oh, that was so good. Yes. And, you know, I love how, you know, deeply rooted your your faith is in your intuitive eating journey and in your journey to letting go of control. And your tagline, which I absolutely love, is follow Jesus, not diets. So I know you already talked about this, you know, like literal come to Jesus moment where the Lord was like, this is your last diet ever. Like this is the end. And you really, really, you know, took hold of your, your health. And, you know, when I, when I'm saying that, it sounds like more control, but it's not really, you let go of the control and, and stepped into intuitive eating and into what God was calling you to do. And that's love rather than, you know, control and shame um, and body hate. But how did your faith play a part as you went on this journey? Because it's not an overnight shift, right? You you no, learned about not. intuitive eating and you listened to the podcast and you made this decision. And I always say that it starts with the decision, but then comes the journey. So how has your faith played a part in that? So my faith is in it every day at every moment because especially in the beginning, uh, I was afraid (laughs) and just crying out to God constantly like help me do this I you know I don't want to mess this up like show me the way lead me lead me and um, he was faithful to do that and when I would have the little uh, scary little moments where my mind would go back into the diet space and I would be afraid I was going to lose weight or afraid I was going to ruin my health or whatever I would just kind of Uh, call to mind a scripture verse or just kind of say to myself, I trust you, Lord. Like, I trust you with my body. Like, I trust you. And then it became not something for me to do. It was something that I was trusting. So that's going back to the control and surrender thing. It's like, I don't have to carry this burden of doing my health perfectly. I'm going to surrender it and leave it at 
the feet of Jesus and let him deal with it. And if all, all I'm going to do is show up and be led, and it's a practice, and you have to do that every day. You have to surrender every day. You're never done doing that. Um, and I think that really parallels with health because your health is different every day. Your body's needs vary with seasons, with age, uh, with different things going on in your health. And it's just, it's an ongoing process and it's a practice. And I, that's, what the, that's what your walk with the Lord is like. So I think they tie really well together. Um, for me, at least they did. And I guess the other thing that was really um, kind of faith forward in the beginning was principle one about rejecting diets was really for me confronting um, how I'd internalize all those lies of diet culture about who I was as a person and I had to replace those uh, those lies with the truth with with God's word about who I am and where my worth comes from and it's not the scale so that was that was a process in and of itself but uh, course that's principle one for a reason and that was a good place to start for me is just kind of washing my mind and truth and getting rid of the lies of diet culture that were just I mean in me they were embedded and it took a while to weed everything out and uh, that was I just walked it out and I still do yeah. Oh, and I love that you pointed out that it is, it's a process and that it's a daily thing and it's a daily surrender because I think it's easy to think that, well, you know, okay, I've, I realize that, you know, maybe I have put health and fitness in this, you know, in a place of maybe an idol in my life and that I, I want to trust God with my body and I want to surrender, but why isn't it just magically happening right why isn't it happening overnight but it is it's a daily thing and there's going to be ups and downs and good days and days where you need to keep coming to him over and over and over throughout the day when those dieting thoughts are coming back because yeah we all have days that are you know maybe we're not feeling as good in our body and those diet thoughts come back and those i you know that oh if i just control I'll feel better. And I'm like, you know, preaching to myself over here because, you know, (laughs) even, you know, years into this, there are still those days where, you know, I don't necessarily turn to control anymore, but I still have those days where I'm like, ah, my pants are a little bit tight today. And it can be easy to go back to those, well, if I only did this thing. And so it's coming back every single time and going, no, God, I trust, not no, God, but no, comma, God, I trust (laughs) you. (laughs) I trust you with my body. I love that you said that. I think that can be like an incredible mantra for (laughs) whatever our meditation for the woman who's, um, who's listening to this. So I was, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second because I, I didn't, I didn't ask you, um, I didn't ask you this ahead of time, but were there any scripture verses that you, and if you don't remember the actual verse, that's okay. Um, or maybe you can, you can send them later that you really clung to in this journey, or there's anything that, um, you can maybe encourage the woman listening. Yeah. The one that helped me, um, with mindfulness and kind of to, uh, to walk out daily, what we're talking about with with diet thoughts and how you catch yourself in them um, was the take every thought captive scripture mm, and yeah. uh, second Corinthians 10. Um, I think it's three through five. And I just went, take every diet thought captive. Like every time one would pop up, I'd be like, Oh, diet thought. Let me take that captive. Let me remember what is true in the word and just kind of like have a little moment of awareness every time one would come up. So um, very much actually like an actual meditation. And I think part of, the Lord's plan for me executing this well was I was picking up a meditation practice as I was doing this. Mm-hmm. So 
I was gaining a lot of just general mindfulness, which is so, so helpful as a skill set for intuitive eating. Um, and that was like probably the one that had the quickest um, like application and empowerment for me. And certainly all of the, all of the beautiful things, um, you know, just about your identity in Christ. I, I like those, but I never really called those to mind. That was just kind of a general sense that I had. So it was more about like, what am I going to do right now? I'm going to take this thought captive. So we have already been talking about this a little bit, um, but I really wanted to dig into a little bit more um, about this. You wrote this incredible blog post um, called 10 Things Every Christian Woman Needs to Know About Intuitive Eating. And I think that there's a lot of misconceptions around intuitive eating and faith. And whereas we know intuitive eating isn't a faith-based book, I'm wondering if you can share these concepts that you came up with um, in this blog post, and I'll, I'll link to the blog post as well, but why intuitive eating is in alignment with the Bible. Yeah, so this is a post that I thought um, needed to be said as like a, just a general overview for people that have those exact questions, like what does this have to do with faith? Um, and without going into how each principle applies, this is kind of just giving the landscape of, hey, look at how this is a framework that approaches your whole health, which is including, you know, mind, body, and soul. And even though, um, you know, point number two on that was intuitive eating is not a faith-based book, but look at how uh, the scriptures actually align up with these principles. And um, I will do a future post that's going to impact each one of those like one by one, but this was kind of more just to paint the picture that, hey, this is a thing. They line up. You should know that. And you can come at it um, with the Christian approach, too. You can make it part of your faith practice and make it part of, like, your daily communion with the Lord. And um, that actually makes it a whole lot better. Uh, And that's been one of my favorite uh, things about intuitive eating so far is how how well it aligns – with the Bible. I love that. And I love what, you know, you're saying earlier about this being something daily that, that you come to the Lord with and that it's not something that you need to do on your own anymore. And I know that, you know, not everyone who listens to my podcast is a Christian. I'm, I'm assuming that they're probably clicking on this because they are a Christian because of the title, because <laughs> we're <laughs> definitely going to talk about, you know, these things that Christian women need to know about intuitive eating. But I think that it can, it can feel separate sometimes, a lot of the time. And I think a lot of the change that came in my journey of intuitive eating was letting God in to the journey because he's a part of everything in our lives and letting him in and and surrendering like you were saying before um to to you know his plan and his purposes for my life and realizing that you know they had nothing to do with my body or the way, you know, or what I weighed or how fit I was. And obviously that, you know, we want to honor our bodies and we want to, you know, eat foods that nourish us so we can live out our calling and our purpose. But that doesn't mean that we need to go on a diet or restrict ourselves to do it. So I really, really, I love that you are, you are approaching intuitive eating and helping women and sharing your story from this faith perspective because I, I think it needs to be talked about so much yeah. more. Thank you. I, I am too. And I think something that I, I at least noticed when I was doing all of my reflecting on the dieting days is like that was a part of my life that I had compartmentalized off. And even though I was a Christian, 
I wasn't letting God into that area and I was struggling in that area. And with some hindsight, I was able to see that and like, Hmm, (laughs) I'm keeping this separate and I'm keeping this, uh, in my control and not, uh, not following his will. I'm focused on my will. So it's like, let's try and do this differently and see what happens. And since he was leading me to do that anyway, I was just, uh, you know, the contrast between the two um, was so, so apparent to me. And it was the first area of my life uh, where I got to really learn what it felt like to rely on God and daily reliance and what that looks like and daily provision and and just kind of really learning that and feeling what it feels like for me in my life. I had never um, really felt felt that before. It was just so impactful and new. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. And, you know, there's that daily reliance on God. And there's remembering, too, that this process of intuitive eating, they they go hand in hand. It's a daily thing, too. It's not like that, you know, that overnight, all of a sudden, you're an intuitive eater. So you need both of them. You need them together. And if you, especially if you, if you are a Christian or you're exploring Christianity and know that God is there for you in everything, including your intuitive eating journey and that, yeah, just because you decide to become an intuitive eater doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight. And it is so much easier when we ask God into our journey. Yes. And it's not meant to happen overnight. And it's it's a it's a relearning and it's a realignment process where you're relearning health, you're relearning food, you're relearning your body and movement, and you're aligning each one of those things with the Word of God. And it becomes, um, you're drawing closer and closer to the Lord as you're doing that. So it's completely part of um, uh, my, my daily spiritual practices and my walk with the Lord. And I think um, Christian women have a huge advantage in that regard. I, I listen to some of the interviews, um, even still on Christie's podcast. And I'm like, how are these people doing this if they're not getting help from the Holy Spirit every day? Like, I really don't know. I don't think I could do it without that. So it's been such a deepening of my faith um, and and really building trust just the same way you build trust with your body as you're honoring your hunger and fullness. I was felt like I was building trust with the Lord and building that obedience muscle. And um, it just feels really good. Yeah, there is something about surrender and just giving it to him and giving the journey to him. And it doesn't mean that we don't do the work, that we don't learn the principles and daily challenge the diet mentality that comes into our brain or, you know, work on honoring our hunger and fullness and finding what's satisfying, but surrendering to him that, you know, the trust that it's going to be okay no matter what. And even if I, you know if that I don't have to do it alone and that you know even if I feel like today was a complete failure which there is no way I love telling people this because there's no way to fail at intuitive eating you know dieting so straightforward like this is how you go on it on this diet and this is how you fail at this diet but there's no failing in intuitive eating um and especially when you have that you know that grace of God that you know as long as we're following him and we're surrendering to him there's no failure in that either yes there's no condemnation There's no failure. And there's grace for when you slip up a little bit and things didn't go how you wanted or how you intended. There's grace for that. And that's part of it. Totally. Yes, there is grace for every part of our journey. 
Uh, and you know, there is one, there's one um, part of your, your 10 things every Christian woman needs to know that I really wanted to expand on. Okay. And, you know, I think this, this definitely, it plays into, you know, this, this idea of, of surrendering to God, but how can intuitive eating feel like a leap of faith and how can it better connect a woman with God on a deeper level? I think it feels like a literal leap of faith, especially if you are moving in a big way to leave diets behind. You are changing the way you do most things immediately, and it feels so foreign and different, and there's so much uncertainty with that. And it's a leap of faith because you're you're going into the uncertainty with the um, the foundation of, I trust you, God. I trust you. And so it's going to deepen your faith when you jump and you start to feel um, supported as you're moving forward. And uh, the surrendering, you know, the whole concept, beautiful, luxurious feeling of surrender will absolutely uh, be a scary leap of faith thing at first. It totally is. There's no way around it. Letting go feels terrifying. Uh, to somebody who's been holding so tightly. And um, that was how I felt at first. So it really was like, I'm taking a leap of faith. I'm literally jumping off this cliff (laughs) of dieting, leaving it behind me. And I'm just going to like float out and know that the Lord has me on the other side of that cliff. And it's, um, there's no way that's not spiritual. It just, it is, is as spiritual as it is physical. And it's been, um, one of the most profound parts of it for me, uh, having the leap of faith and then having it work out has just deepened my faith so much. Yeah, uh, it speaks for itself in in that trusting and in that taking that jump and letting God catch us and letting him be with us on the journey to intuitive eating. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. Oh my gosh. Erin, is there anything else that you really want to to share with the woman listening, the woman who is, you know, ready to make this, take this um, leap of faith off the cliff, let God catch her and jump, you know, from this dieting world into intuitive eating? Is there anything else that you that you want to share with her to encourage her? Yeah, I would just say, as far as encouragement goes, just show up every day with God. Just show up. And don't worry about doing it perfectly and just walk it out with the Lord. And there's no there's no right way to do it. There's no wrong way to do it. It's you. Just as your relationship with the Lord is personal and your health is different than my health, there you're not going to get it wrong. All you're going to do is grow closer to God and grow stronger and learn the true uh God's plan for how our health is supposed to go, where we listen to our bodies and we listen to the Holy Spirit and we steward them well. I love that so much. So, so good. Erin, thank you so much for for coming on the Healthy Balance Mama podcast and and sharing your journey with intuitive eating, but also how it relates to your faith. Because like I said before, this is something that I don't think is is talked about a lot. And I think when we were having a conversation um, uh, last week or the week before, I can't even remember because life is going a million miles a minute these (laughs) days, we talked about how there really isn't a lot of this in the Christian world or in the intuitive eating world where we're talking about our faith and 
I think that those of us, you know, who who are Christian women and we can be, I don't know, I think afraid to to talk about things like this, to talk about our our bodies and to talk about these struggles that we might be having. And I think it's so important to talk about them because I know that they are so common. And I think that when here women who are listening, hearing you go through this journey and come out on the other side, you know, having a deeper relationship with God is is so, so powerful. So thank you so much for sharing in general and sharing here. Oh, it's my pleasure. I, I totally agree. I feel like this needs to be talked about way more. And I, I can't have a conversation with somebody about health without talking about faith and vice versa. It's like this, there's an intersection here. And I think both areas get, um, see improvement when, when you dive in deep into that intersection. Yes, totally. Well, because I am a foodie at heart and I want to share food in a way that is joyful, I have three final questions I ask every guest. They're sort of rapid fire. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) So your first thing is what is your favorite thing to cook? Well, the first thing that pops into my mind here is is pesto from my garden because I'm actually the sous chef in my kitchen. So I don't do a lot of the cooking. And this is the one thing that I do totally on my own. And, you know, I've grown the herbs in my garden and then I'm making the pesto. And I've gotten to the point where I can make it um, kind of by sight and by taste rather than following the recipe. So it's just a beautiful cooking experience. Um, It smells amazing. It's one of my favorite things to eat. It's been a comfort food for me uh, since childhood. So that definitely goes on there. Italian basil pesto. (laughs) Oh, that's so special too, that it's been, you know, something that's been in your life for so long, but now you make it and especially growing your own herbs. I love pesto, but there is nothing like pesto from your own garden. Yes, it's it's so much better than regular pesto. <laughs> yes, there's such a difference too. Oh my goodness, we grow basil out on our little apartment garden with my or my oldest daughter will help me grow it. And yeah, you can totally taste the difference. And it's one of those things where I don't even think you realize how much of a di- difference there is until you make your own. <laughs> yeah, totally. So question number two, what is your favorite thing to order when you go out or have someone cook for you? So I I love my husband's cooking. So anything he cooks for me, I really like. And he's practically a saucier. Like he can just taste uh, and add spices as you go along to anything and make it perfectly. So whenever he's making like a slow cooked sauce, maybe it's a curry or like a um, marinara or something for pasta, all, that's like my favorite thing for, for him to make me. Uh, and if we're going out, I like to order stuff that I don't cook at home or that he doesn't cook. So usually that means seafood. Even though we live in Florida, we don't um, – I have this little fear about messing up seafood. So we don't, we don't cook it very often, but I sure do love to eat, um, you know, fish or scallops. I just love that. So that would be a, a go-to order um, from a restaurant. Oh, I love that. Well, this Rhode Island girl over here loves to cook seafood and cooks a lot of seafood. So maybe one day we can eat seafood together and I'll teach you how to cook seafood because it's really not hard. (laughs) I love that. Um, scallops are one of my favorite things too. And we've got some really good scallops around here. I don't, I don't know. Do they, are fresh scallops a a big thing in Florida? Um, they, they always have them at restaurants, but I think we're kind of more of an oyster and shrimp spot. 
yeah, we've got oysters up here too, but I'm sure they're I'm sure they're different. You know, whatever region it is, they're a little yeah, bit different. Yeah, yeah, they are. So fun. Oh, I love that. And I love ordering things at restaurants that I wouldn't cook at home as well because it's just so special when you're going out to eat. I mean, we don't go out to eat that much or at least not at places that are, you know, a little bit nicer. And when we go out for a nicer dinner, I always I usually ask like for the special because I like what's what's a little bit different. So, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Me too. So the last question I have is that we talk a lot here about finding what I call your beautiful balance. So going beyond obsessing over food and finding nourishment and pleasure in food and in life. So what does your beautiful balance mean to you? Mm, I think balance for me feels a lot um, like, like the flow state, like effortless, peaceful, everything's in alignment. And um, for me, it's mostly about the mind chatter being quiet. And my body falls into line and feels open and spacious when the mind is quiet. So I can usually, when those two things don't line up, I feel it uh, quickly. And that, uh, when I'm taking care and getting sleep and moving well and eating in a way that makes me happy and joyful, it that that's balance. I don't have any kind of quantifiers on it. it doesn't include anything in particular. It's just kind of effortless and natural. Oh, and peaceful. I love that. Peaceful for peaceful, sure. Peaceful, yes. Oh, well, that is beautiful. I love that. So can you share where my listeners can find you? Sure. So my little internet hub is my blog. It's uh, erinltodd.com. And the name of the blog is Ginger in Progress. And that's my Instagram handle, uh, ginger underscore in underscore <laughs> progress. Um, so that's, that's where I hang out on the web for now. And uh, eventually there might be more spots, but you can definitely find me there and connect with me there. And I've got that... Um, intuitive eating starter kit for Christian women for newbies on there, but I'm sure your listeners know a thing or two, but it's there if you want it. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to link to that blog post that we talked about because it's so good and such a great, I think, overview for the Christian woman, um, all about intuitive eating and, and I'll blink, uh, I'll blink, I will link to your guidebook <laughs> um, okay, and, you. and, you know, anything else that we, that we, we chatted about today. So thank you again for, for coming on. This is such that's such a wonderful conversation, even if it ended up choppy a little bit in the middle. I think we made it work. And, we did. Uh, and it was so, so good to talk to you. Thank you for having me. This is a pleasure. Thank you, friends, so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I truly hope it encouraged and inspired you today to live a healthier life without restriction. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you do me a huge favor and give it a star rating and review in iTunes? Every rating, review, and subscribe helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear it. You can find me, Kristen, on Instagram and Facebook at Healthy Mama Chris or on my website, HealthyMamaChris.com. As a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are intended for information and inspiration only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare practitioner before making any changes. See you in the next episode.